Welcome to That Tattoo Show, hosted by me, Paul Talbot and Chris Harrison. Each month we sit down and discuss current tattoo topics, including how the internet, social media and technology in general have changed the challenges facing the modern day tattooists in an informal, down-to-earth way that's aimed at artists of all levels and abilities. That Tattoo Show is made possible with the support of Electrum Supply. Head over to www.electrumsupply.com and pick up some industry-leading tattoo products for your next tattoo. Chris! Yo! (laughs) (laughs) You should have just coughed. You should have just coughed it. It would have been fine. Yeah, I know. Um, Uh, Yo! You was telling me, you sent me a couple of things the other day. Yeah. About... Let me get them... People have worked out that it's not... Is it the vaccines that are causing allergic reactions or... So let me let me take you back. <laughs> let me take you back. So um, going back last, so I've been tattooing my next door neighbour, right? Um, and I've been doing like a full black and grey leg piece on him, and it's like you know, it's it's coming out really nice. I'm happy with it. It's on my Instagram if you want to look at it. But he had, and then I tattooed him about two weeks after he recovered from. He was working away, and he sent me this message, and he's like fucking freaking out, and he's like, he's like something's wrong with my leg, something's wrong with my leg, and he sent me this picture, and I was just like. Ooh, shit. I'm like, that's never happened before. I'm like, what the fuck's going on? Like, his leg, um, it looked... I'll put pictures up. Obviously, if you're listening on Spotify, you'll have to go onto our YouTube channel to watch this. His leg was looking really weird and really blistery. It just looked like nothing I've ever seen before with a tattoo. Um, It just looked like... I, I was like... He was like, is it infected? And I was like, does it feel warm to touch? He said, no, it doesn't feel warm. I said, is it raised in any way? He said, it's not raised. Um, so I was like, look, just keep an eye it on it. It was really angry though, wasn't it? Because you sent it, me the pictures. Yeah, She's like, what do you think of this? And I was angry. like, fucking hell. Yeah. If you didn't know, you'd think it was like some kind of chemical burn. It looked really bad. It looked really, really, really bad. Let me just get this other thing as well. Just Which is never good when you're a tattooist, when a client phones and they've, they've, they've had a problem with it. And you're always, you always yeah. end up double checking yourself, don't you? And, and like, did I do anything different? Have I used a different product? You know, is it this? Is it that? It's a, that's a, it's a shit spot to be in that in. But we all get it, you know what I mean? It, it happens to all uh, of so us. So then, like, I kept an eye in it. He came to the house, obviously, because he lives next door. He came down. I went, I went to his house, like, had a look at it the second he was back. And I was just like, his skin was perfect. It was like, there was no... Because, like, at one point, it looked as if he'd created everything. And it was, there was nothing wrong with the tattoo. And the tattoo, since then, has healed up perfectly. But then after that, I was like, I was just thinking, like, is it the co- the only variable that we could think of was like, was you had two weeks, um, you know, you were only like two weeks after you'd recovered from so, like, you know, is that what was causing the problem? And then I've had a couple of other clients like where they've just recovered from it, and they're saying like their skin is way more sensitive. Like Nipper had a couple of clients that like normally they can sit for full days and like after an hour they're tapping out. They're like, wow, my skin's sensitive. They heal fine, but during the healing process they look different. And we've been discussing it in the shop thinking like there's got to be something up with the way is reacting or making the the, the blood or something. Two seconds, someone's at the door. Mr. Lizard people again. So where was I? Um, So you were saying that you'd put together these bad heels oh, and yeah. you connected it to the either recently got COVID or recently yeah. been vaccinated. So, so yeah, it's recently, not, not nothing to do with vaccines because like people were vaccinated and unvaccinated. 
It's just people who've had good luck. Um, and you know, and like I, I can see that it would make like after me having it, I was like so fatigued. Like, do you mean? Like I was working. But that thing that you sent me, I'm sure it said on that thing that ah. you sent that you sent me that there was a connection to if you'd had the vaccine within the last couple of weeks that you were more likely to get some kind of allergic reaction to tattoo ink or something. Um, I'll just get it up now. So basically, um, I noticed then on uh, Instagram the Save the Pigments people put a post up something to do with. Uh, people and I can understand like the the fear in people in Europe because obviously they've got a brand new ink product coming out and all these people are having these reactions where their skin is swelling like we never had any swelling and things like that but basically they say it's, it's they linked um to our English no I am ink actually sorry to our English speaking friends is out is available we have learned from the rumor that reach compliant tattoo dyes in very rare cases causes side effects such as mild swelling which usually completely resides after a short period of time. Our new blog post corrects and creates clarity about the backgrounds so that tattooists and tattoo people are not unnecessarily upset. The cause of the very rare side effect is not hidden in the tattoo colours, but in the COVID-19 vaccines or infections, and this is now confirmed by leading experts in dermatology and science. Based on our current state of knowledge, we recommend a time gap between a tattoo and a vaccination or infection of at least four weeks. This way, the immune system has enough time to deal with the challenges of the vaccination and um, tattooing after and shit like that. But anyway, that's basically what we thought. Like, wait fucking four weeks right. before you get it. I don't think it's the vaccination that's causing it because... Like, that would just be weird. It's definitely... Because, like, the vaccine is not giving you... Yeah, but surely... Well, I don't know, but like from what I understand... And this is only from watching fucking movies. Isn't the... Aren't vaccines made from the actual no. thing? No. No. Is it like not... Is it, no, don't they not, not, not... Somebody who... They take antibodies out of the blood or something like that and turn that into a vaccine? Is that not how it works? No, I, no, I think you can. But this one is like the mRNA thing where it's like a spike yeah. protein and it. I think it... Like, I'm probably completely off with my science bit, but I'm sure it, it mimics or makes your body think that it's got it and it kind of... You know, so it's not... They're taking the virus, they're making your body think that it has it and it allows you to have that immunity or that, that ability to fight it off. Um... Obviously, to the um, people who go down the rabbit hole, you may just just drink water and orange juice, like you'll be fine. <laughs> I was just about to say, put your tin foil hat on for a second. Now we're in the post era, we realised that tattoo shops were shut the longest and heavily affected. They've also almost completely eradicated cash. That certainly affects a business that trades largely on small cash sales. During this, they banned our old ink, and now it's been replaced with ink that actually causes uh, mild allergic reactions. It turns out that it affects tattooed people or people getting tattooed more. So, <laughs> conspiracy theorists out there, was just a massive ruse to eradicate tattooing once and for all? No. <laughs> I don't think so. I think it's an interesting concept. Though. Yeah, if you it's look, an if interesting you can concept. Look at it, you can look at it from one thing and go, you know what? A lot of that seems to be geared towards our type of business. You can go down the rabbit hole, but you know that that would mean right that when they first initially started proposing the banning of these substances around about fifteen years ago, they would have been looking at 
starting this pandemic 15 years ago. Since you made me read the fucking Magna Carta about a year ago, do you know I haven't looked at a single conspiracy theory since then? Do you not consent I, to I got, <laughs> I, do, I do not consent, you know, uh, I am a free netizen and I do not consent to conspiracy I'm theories. They drive man. me up the fucking wall now. I'm a, <laughs> no. I'm a straw man and I drive around in a car. I pay road tax. I'm a strong man. Whatever. Jesus. I think we're in a strange time because, like, and from personal experience, like, this is so, such a weird thing. Like, my dad had it in October, right? October last year, my dad had it, and only now he started to feel okay. Yeah. You know, it's, like, yeah, like, I've caught, I've literally coughing through this entire filming. Well, it's like when, it reminds me of when we started the show uh, during the first lockdown. I'd had in about February of 2020 before mm. they really knew that it was COVID. I just thought I'd had the worst fucking flu that I'd ever had in my life and I don't know if you remember I was coughing yeah for months all the way through that first four month lockdown I was still coughing I still felt like my, my top half of my chest was tight I did it for that long that I don't remember when it stopped yeah you know, everybody yeah, just got you, used to me coughing just, all the yeah, time you just you just want it to stop yeah you're just like, please fucking stop. Yeah, I've had enough. Like, leave, leave me alone. It's crazy. It gets to a point, right, where you're driving home and you're fucking coughing so much, right, that you nearly black out because you just got your breathing. Like, I nearly black out. You can't time. breathe. I thought I popped a blood vessel in my head and everything, coughing so much. Like. So I guess the new advice would be if you've had and or you've had a vaccine, give it four weeks to be safe before you get a tattoo. Is that what we're going to be telling people? Is that probably the safest thing to say, eh? I would say, like, like I've talked with somebody that's had a vaccine, right? And, 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 and like, they had the vaccine. They hit, like, three o'clock. They went all shivery and that was it. Like, they didn't have any adverse reactions. Their body was just a little bit run down. I talked with them a week later and they were fine. Yeah. I think for me, it's more so a case of if you've had then... Wait from the day that you recover, as in like you no longer have it. Wait four weeks before you. Four weeks. Yeah. Yeah, you'll be better. 100%. And so with that, that's more uh, more buggering up tattooing. Thanks very much for that. Yeah. We have to bleep every version every time we say that. We have to. You know, we forgot we're not supposed to. Mind you, I think we can now because I don't think they care anymore. You know, that's why we've been calling it Rona for two years. You know, yeah. <laughs> because YouTube Bye. don't get very happy about us talking about it. Yeah, Uh, and so with that, look after yourselves. Look after your clients. uh, You know, just add it to your consent form. You know, have you had? Have you had? You know, have you recovered from in the last sort of period of time? Uh, I think forewarned is forearmed, and it's better to be safe until we know for sure what's going on. Uh, It would appear that it's not caused by Reach Compliance Inc. No, there is a problem with the actual um, illness itself. You know, so look after yourself. Look after your clients. Chris, Yo. do you know what I mean by a tattoo corporate company? Yeah, so let's just set, let's just let give people the, who don't know, um, we'll give them a little bit of that. Set the scene, mate. Set the scene. Many, many years ago, there was an investment banking kind of firm or conglomerate. I can't say the word, say the word, Paul. Conglomerate. That's the one. Uh, and they started investing and buying out tattoo companies. Bearing in mind, I was told about this many, many, many years ago. Um, and what has happened is over the years, they've acquired different companies. Um, companies and brands that we use on a daily basis, right, 
are, have been acquired by these, say the word, conglomerates. There are two sides to the tattoo industry, right? There is this side of the industry that likes to make everybody think that these, say the word, conglomerates are the the big bad wolves or the boogeymen of the tattoo industry and they're trying to uh, do nothing but bad for the industry. But then you've also got the side, and I will say this from personal experience of dealing with these companies, that I don't necessarily think that that is the case. And from looking at, and, and, and if we can use, we can, if we can use like the the ink situation as a perfect case example, uh, I, I can, uh, that's where I will use my, why I would say that I don't think they are that bad. So there are two different, there are two main, say the word, conglomerates that are in the tattoo industry. One is the Nexus Group. Now the Nexus Group was founded by Billy Chen. He is the owner and founder of Tatsu. Uh, and part of that group, you've got Bishop, Critical, Eternal, Barber DTS, you've got Kingpin, um, and you've got a few other, other companies as well. Then you've also got the- Tatsu? Tatsu? Ta yeah, Tatsu. Well, it's the owner of Tatsu. Then you've also got the Artist Alliance. Now, the Artist Alliance was is basically Painful Pleasures, FKINs, A Pound of Flesh, World Famous, and a couple of other brands. And I know they are trying to acquire brands. I look at this as a way of, you know, companies coming together and sharing their finances, first of all, and their resources and coming out with better products for the industry. For the Nexus Group, uh, a perfect example will be uh, Critical and Bishop have now, now that they're part of the same family, they've been able to work together and bring out a really cool wireless pen. Yep. So I think that's a, a good point from it. The other side of it as well, when you look at the tattooing situation, you know, you've got world famous, or part of the Artist Alliance were able to utilize the the funds that were available to pretty much be the first people to come to market with reach reach compliance compliant. I was gonna say required reach compliant inks. Just one thing I'll say about this COVID, right? It gives you like this bit of a brain fog brain where fog. you just can't think yeah. of the right words to say. It's fucking annoying, like so yeah, so like they they were able to to, to be the first ones to market with that. So I think like, you know, if these companies, you, know, you got to think they're still run by the companies that were bought out. They're still run by people that are in the tattoo industry. They've still got a lot of love for the industry. It's just they've got money behind them. And I think from a business perspective, like say, for example, if me and Paul released a product, like, and somebody turned around and said, look, we can see you've got a really cool idea. We'd like to get involved and give you a bunch of money to, to help bring it to market, I'd be like, it's a fucking no-brainer. Of course it is. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. they've, they've brought out loads of cool products. Eternal are still working on their range of colours because they want the reach range to be exactly the same as what they currently have. They don't care about being first to market, but they're still able to do it. Now, the reason why I say that from this perspective, they are good... And it is good to have these, uh, say the word? Conglomerates. It's because when you look at these two companies, Nexus and uh, uh, Artist Alliance, their ink, they're, they're, they're branches of ink from each company, you know, world famous and eternal. The colors that they have brought out, yes, they have increased the price slightly, which is understandable because there are a lot more testing that it's involved now and it's cost them a lot of money to bring it to market as well. 
a lot more than what it would have cost. Like I've really looked into it. So it does cost them a lot, has cost them a lot, a lot of money. But they've put their prices up, say like they've put it up by half. So say like, let's just say, uh, I don't know, like a, like a 14 pound bottle is now like 25 quid or whatever. But then you've got, and then you've got a company, right? And I feel like I'm picking on these guys, so I apologize, I'm not. I'm just using you as an example because it is a great example. In tens, who are not part of any corporate entity, as far as I'm aware, they're yeah. not part of the Artists Alliance, they're not part of the Nexus Group. They've brought out their reach, reach compliant inks, and they are expensive. Am I allowed to say that word? Yeah, I'll bleep it if I think it's uh, fucking whatever. Yeah, stupidly expensive. Stupidly expensive. It's like a 300% increase. A one ounce 19 bottle set used to be $150, for example. It's now $750. Do you know what I mean? So like, when you look at it like that, I honestly think it is the big bad wolf of tattooing. It's like, a lot of it is maybe smaller companies over the years I've painted the picture that these companies are bad. Now, is it because they're afraid that maybe they're going to do better than, than them? They've been part of the industry, like, the majority of the time that I've been involved in it, and I've not had any issues. I've had, you know, especially when I look at the Nexus group, my involvements with them, talking to them, asking them questions, they're very, very transparent. Like, there was a, like the, this is the kind of stuff that like they have to deal with on a daily basis. It's like... Uh, Facebook groups like, oh, I heard a rumor that they're buying out uh, Dynamic. I'm like, no. So I'm like, do you know what? Me email them. Email Billy Chen. I was like, what's happening? Apparently, you are. Uh, I've heard a rumor that you are acquiring Dynamic Inc. And he's like, no, we haven't. Uh, in the, it, it, after watching uh, the Johnny Depp trial all all the time, I'm like, that's objection, Your Honor. That is hearsay. <laughs> <laughs> objection hearsay objection you're on it but yeah it's I don't know like yeah. I, I think like they've been around for so long and nothing bad has happened so what's the problem they basically improved the tattoo industry if anything you know they brought out better quality tattoo machines better quality inks the ink quality standards have increased you know Eternal getting this sterilised and certificated and shit like that, certified sterilised, whereas other companies aren't. You know, there's there a comp You know, there are independent companies out there making tattoo ink and not even getting it gamma sterilised. Yeah. So yeah, I I think you know what um I think the idea and I think that it's been a they've painted a really bad picture about these corporate entities when you know fucking Apple's a corporate entity. I love Apple. We're using Apple products right now. Sony's corporate, like, is it really that bad? Yes. Is it though? No, it's not that bad, but it has it has the potential to be fucking disastrous. Oh, anything has the potential to be disastrous, yeah. Of course. But the problem with that is that while I've been researching, you know, the presence of corporations, when corporations exist in creative industries and in every... Every single example that I can find of corporates existing alongside the creatives, the creatives are the people that suffer, i.e. us. But before I tell you why I think it has the potential to be disastrous, I'll tell you why I would support these. Because I'm not down on this as an idea. I just have a number of... I, I, I think... Unlike a lot of people who are just like, oh, corporates are bad and it's a big bad wolf and all that. They, they love tattooing, like. They're not necessarily bad. They're not inherently bad. The people that are in it 
are not inherently bad people, but the but the corp the corporation as an entity, if left unchecked, has the potential to be disastrous for the industry. But let me tell you about what I think are the positive things first, because I'd, I like I say I'm not down on these things. I think it's a I think it's it, it could be a really good idea. Yeah. However, I do think they've fallen at the first hurdle, right? And and this is what I think. Have they though? Yes, they have. A corporation is the way these things work is it's an umbrella company. All the other companies exist underneath. And this is this is common in all businesses. You get a company that gets really big and they buy up a load of they buy up a load of smaller companies and they incorporate them. That's how they become yeah. a, a corporation, right? So they incorporate all this stuff in. A corporation is about power. It's it's just about power. Now, that's not power over us. That is power over their competitors because there's safety in numbers. So if you get 10 companies come together, you've got the income of 10 companies. Yeah. And all of a sudden you're a much bigger entity and you can you can fight off your competitors, you know. And I don't mean, you know, fight off. I mean, you know, do it with advertising and all that sort of stuff. So it gives safety to those companies. Now, for us as artists, that means that if you're buying World Famous Inc., because they're part of the Inc. Alliance and it's a corporate entity, they're less likely to go out of business, right? Because if they say they were struggling, then the other companies will hold them up because what they'll do is they'll 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 use one company yeah. to pay for another. So if one company's doing bad, so it kind of it gives it gives a continuity for the industry. Same, you know, if you're buying Eternal Inc. because it's Eternal's part of the Nexus Group, right? These corporates exist to gain more power and you're absolutely right with power and lots of money it means they can improve the products that we make yeah uh, they can they can make the products safer they can make better products right what they could also do and this is why i think they've fallen at the first hurdle is what they can also do is if they're big enough and powerful enough they can lobby government against legislation that they feel is unfair Right. So what should have happened in the recent ink ban is rather than making a whole new fucking set of ink, what they should have done is use their money and power to A, go and just do the testing on the blue and the green, which would have been, why the fuck didn't you just do the testing? But then that requires... But, but 68 other colours were tested. So test 68 pigments, why don't you just test them fucking too? The, the, the ink industry didn't pay for the testing of any of those pigments. Yeah. That was all paid for by cosmetic people. So why didn't the these this corporate, with enough money to help help yeah, one of their companies reformulate ink. Why didn't they just pay for the fucking did, testing? Did, did, now, this is the I, problem. I, I, I got to say this. this is, no, hang on. This is the problem because I'm on a fucking roll here. This is the problem. The reason they didn't do the testing is it would benefit their competitors. And as a corporate entity, they will not fucking allow their competitors to benefit from anything that they do. Yeah. That's a corporate decision. That's not a decision for an industry. That's a corporate decision. Because if Eternal do the testing as part of the Nexus group, World Famous will benefit and they don't want them to. No, I, I understand that completely. I'm not saying that that's what Eternal were thinking, just, just yeah. in case I don't want to be getting involved in a fucking big argument. <laughs> I'm just using these guys as examples. Right, I'm not... Not setting these guys. I'm just saying there is the potential for that as a corporate entity to go. We're not going to do the testing because someone else will benefit from it. Fuck them. We'll make our own. We'll make a whole new set of ink. But this is how dodgy the tattoo industry is, though, right? And, and, and this is what a lot of people don't realise. I've looked into this. I spoke to loads of people, and a lot of it is basically down to a lot of these companies that are selling the pigments 
don't even know that they're selling to the tattoo industry. And if they knew they were selling to the tattoo yeah, industry, sure. they wouldn't sell to them. So that's why some of these companies haven't done the testing. No, but what I'm saying is that's something that Dave up the road with his ink, with his little ink company, right? He has to wear that. He can't he can't do anything about it. But if you've got a massive corporation, they can go there and they can get the deal done and they can make it legit above board. No, but they can't. All sorted out. And they can use their power to do that. No, but that's just, that, that, that's what I'm trying to... But they can. If they're powerful enough, they can use their power to negotiate but that, that. That's what I'm saying to you. Like, it's literally a case of, right, some ink brands, right, I'm not going to mention any names, but I know that some ink brands have other companies set up that are, like, um, a, from a completely different industry to buy the pigment. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I get all of that. But what I'm saying is, once you get to a, a, enough of a size, you should be able then to just fix that situation and make the industry less dodgy. Yeah, but they just won't, but the companies just won't sell. That's what I'm saying to you. Like, these companies that sell, like, the people that is, like, the main people that sell. The- so, hang on, Chris. So what you do is you buy the fucking company. You won't, they won't be able to no, afford it. For instance, Nirvana's album. Go and pull out your Nirvana CD or your Nirvana vinyl and you'll see on the back of it that it says it's on the Sub Pop label. That Nirvana came out, their album came out on Sub Pop. Did it fuck? It came out on Geffen. Yeah. Right? Because Geffen wanted Nirvana, but Nirvana wanted to stay on an indie label. So Geffen bought sub the label, Sub Pop, yeah. to get the band. Literally, that was it. They just went, we'll buy the fucking label. So a corporation big enough can go, all right, well, that company doesn't want to play ball with us. Buy the fucking they company. They wouldn't be able to afford it. Just buy the pigment company. Cause, cause, so let me give you an idea of the size of these chemicals. Because they're not pigment companies, they're chemical companies. They supply pigments to every single industry that needs colour. Car paint, uh, plastic for colour, no, coloured plastics and everything. One of these chemical companies, right, if they were dealing directly with the tattoo industry, say if they were making like $100 million a year, right, of selling pigments. Yeah. They would be making less than a million dollars a year off tattooing. Probably less than half a million. Yeah, yeah. That's how little the tattoo industry is compared to the size of these companies. So the idea of buying the companies out is just a no-brainer. No, no not a no-brainer. It's a, a, a not possible. Where we run into problems is every single time the needs of the corporation... Everything goes swimmingly while the needs of the corporation are the same as the needs of the industry that they're in. When you run into problems is when the needs of the corporation are different from the needs of the industry, and then, th- then there is no interest in the industry. It's just they're just selling products because they're. And this is where. And again, I, I cannot stress this enough. I'm not down on these companies, and I'm not down on the people. I don't think they're inherently evil, and I don't think the people are inherently evil. But what I do think is it's very true that you know there's an old phrase that goes. Power corrupts and absolute power corrupts absolutely. You end up in a situation like we've got with the big tech companies now. You know, Elon Musk has had a few problems with Twitter. He happened to have the odd 44 billion knocking about, so he just fucking bought Twitter so he can say whatever he wants now. And this is when it gets... I mean, that one guy on his own is worth more than Patronus. He's, you know, Google are bigger than governments. There was a point in history, and not that long ago, that Bill Gates was so rich that he could have bought America's debt. He would have basically owned America. He was that fucking rich. I don't think any of these companies are going to get anywhere near that, right? But they might do. But what I'm saying is that unchecked, these, these are the things that happen. And I also think that, you know, you're talking about transparency, but it's not really that transparent to people because they're taking a leaf out of the music industry's book where what they're doing is 
as a corporation, they buy company A, they leave the CEO, the guy that founded the company, they make him an employee, he stays on as the face of the company, so now he's on a wage, he probably doesn't even have a voting share, and he's just, he's just an employee there to be the, you know, oh, I've got to change my battery. Hang on. Sorry if there was a weird cut there. My battery ran out on my camera because I was it was it was obviously overheating from rant mode. Um, so the, <laughs> it just it just switched itself off and went fucking shut up. He's ranting. Where they what I'm saying is they've taken they've already taken a leaf out of the record uh, industry's uh, book. So let me tell you some facts about the industry, the record industry. How many record labels do you reckon there are in the world, Chris? Oh, probably not many. There are six. So what happens is if you're in a little punk rock band and you want to keep your credibility and you sign to Punk Rock Records Limited uh, and you think, yeah, we've kept our cred, for all you know, that company is owned by fucking Warner or Disney or any one of the big six record companies out there. And, that, and so what you get is, and then as a buyer, you think you're buying, you know, things on a, a little punk label, but it's actually a massive corporation that's doing it. But they're mm. trying to pass themselves off as this because they know that people are a little bit worried about enormous corporates. So these companies that act as an umbrella, they don't make it clear that, I don't think they make it unclear. They're not lying. It's just that they, they it's set up in such a way that all these companies look like they're still independent when they're actually not. I guarantee that they're not because there's if they've been bought out, it, it would be very unlikely that the people that set up the company still have a controlling vote over that company. Yeah. They may very well have a, a vote at board level. I would doubt it, you know, but they may have. They are effectively employees of the company that they set up because they've sold it. And like you said, I mean, like if somebody came to us and said, guys, you've got a fucking great show, we love it, we want to give you five million quid and you can stay on as the presenter's wage, the only difference is we're going to give you the scripts to read. We'd be like, fucking hell. Like, it's a no-brainer. Do you know what I mean? The problem is then that we go from being an independent show to the puppets of the people that are telling us what to say. It's literally like somebody's got their hand up my back, moving my mouth, because they've got the power over you to do that. So th there is a, a massive danger for this. That and, yeah, but do you know what? I gotta say, I gotta say there, like I, I, my, my experience as well from the, from dealing because I deal with these companies on a daily basis because of, course. of the, the reviews. And to be clear, they're fucking great and they're really easy to deal with. Most of these companies, they are far more easier to deal with than than some of the small independent, the artisan companies or whatever, um, or dealing with marketing teams from other companies. They're much easier to deal with. And I feel like they're far more transparent with me. The only downside to some of them, like some of them are perfectly okay with me being 100% honest. Others, not so much. They have a bit of a fucking strop with honesty. It's more of a strop about me being 100% honest <laughs> in our experience. I think a lot of the rumours and a lot of the issues that we are having in the industry with, with these, say the word, Got to get to say it again one more time. Uh, conglomerate is not the fact that they are necessarily bad for the industry. What I think the problem is, and what why we have all this kind of like ooh the big bad wolf, is because you've got maybe one of the companies is trying to say bad things about the other. That's just the tattoo industry, though. You know what I mean? That's just fucking tattoo industry, isn't it? But what I'm saying is like one company a more far more professional to deal with I mean that's always going to happen in tattooing like, so let me let me put a scenario out for you where which is the kind of thing that I I worry about you know 
imagine you and me own own one of these corporations and we've got all these companies and uh, we're making a fucking ton of money and everything's going great. And I turned around to you and I went, Chris, have you seen the cost of advertising for all of our companies? It's really costing us an awful lot of money. Do you know it'd be cheaper to just buy the magazines? Yeah. So we go out and we buy the magazine company. And then I turn around to you a few months later and go, have you seen how much it costs for us to get all of our stuff on the road and go and do these tattoo conventions? And we never quite get the size of booth that we want in the way that we want it. You know, it'd be cheaper to just buy the conventions, right? And you go, yeah, sure, buy the conventions. And these are all little companies like us that will go, fucking happy days, you know, like we've, we've had a big bunga money and everything like that. Yeah. But then when you find yourself in a position where, and this is the same as the music industry, where you own the means of distribution, you own all of the live events, you own the products, then all of a sudden you can be the gatekeepers to the entire fucking industry. And you can turn around to an artist and go, well, if you want to work in this convention, you're going to have to advertise in this magazine for a year and use these products from these suppliers that we all own. And if you're the only game in town, then we've got no fucking choice. I think the tattoo industry is so stubborn, right, that we will literally just say, no, you're okay. I'm being hypothetical about this, and I think about the big bad wolf, and, you know, it's probably a good reason why, you know, I don't work for one of these corporates, because that's exactly the kind of shit I'd be doing. I'd be like, just buy the whole fucking industry, and we'll just run it, and then everybody will have to dance to the beat of our drum, you know what I mean? I think the the tattoo industry is stubborn. Don't get me wrong, I'm not saying that you know, a a convention or a magazine that was bought by one of these corporates would suddenly become evil. I don't think any of the companies are evil. I don't think the people are evil. But I think the potential, the moment the corporation, because the corporation is a different entity from each one of these companies. It has its own needs. Mm. And the moment its needs are different from the industry, that's where the potential for problem comes. Like, So you end up with a situation like the, the record industry, where basically the whole industry is owned by six companies. They own the means of distribution. They own the, they own the live scene. They own the venues themselves. Yeah. Like I was telling you the other day, there's, there's a company in England, and I won't mention them because you know, I don't want to get into trouble. If you want to book a gig at one of their venues, you have to play every one of their venues in the country. So like if you want to go on tour around, around England and you want, to play, you want to play in Bristol, and you go, well, we'll play that venue. They go, well, you're going to have to play that ve- uh, version of that venue in London, Birmingham, Leeds, Sheffield. And you go, well, I've got them books. Yeah. And they go, you better fucking unbook them because you better book our venues. And because they own the means of, t- of ticketing and the box office and the venues, the bands have got no choice. Right, and then they're at the mercy. But they also promote it as well. I will say they all, they they also. Yeah, they do. They do promote it, but at the same time, they don't give the bands the ability to go and do a separate deal to go work. You know, do a, a gig in Leeds at an indie venue. Yeah. Whereas it's not illegal. I think it's fucking immoral. Yeah, but you know, I do, I do think it's a bit much. If you play Download Festival, you can't play Radiant Festival in the same year. It's just it's one of them things. Like it's just it is what it is. Well, I do think we have to keep an eye on them. And not because nobody's kept an eye on the big tech companies, and they they basically can do what the fuck they want at the moment. Mm. And so because there's no legislation against them, and they they resist legislation. And then you you look at the American banking system. The American banking system basically owns the government, and it tells the government what to do. They change the legislation to suit themselves. Yeah, you know they go, well, we don't like those rules because and now we, because we're big enough, we can do that. That starts with oh, we'll let we'll 
we'll speak to the legislators and we'll stop this reach compliant ink. But it ends with, well, there's only going to be one ink round in the world and we're going to we're going to buy everyone else and stop making it. You know, it's like what Adobe did with Macromedia, who were their yeah. biggest competitor. They just bought Macromedia. It's about about power and money and, you know, more money, more power, more money, more power. And I, I do think that it is left unchecked. I think it's, poten it's potentially disastrous for the industry. I don't, if I'm honest, I don't think we'll ever get there because I don't think tattooing's anywhere near big enough to oh, a, a corporation will ever be the size of Apple, you know what I mean? If it was going to happen, it would have happened by now. I think we got... The, yeah, I, 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 I think what? you're probably right, yeah. The smaller companies, right, are the ones that are going to cause the most damage to the tattoo industry. And I'm saying that, right, or, and using, again, let's use Inc. as an example. You've got all these big companies that are doing all the fucking work, putting all the effort in, you know, getting the inks checked. It's costing them a lot of money. Some of the independent, some of the independent companies are doing it as well. But there are certain companies out there that are just going, fuck that, I can't be bothered. I'm just going to rebrand my ink as Artists Paint. And those are the companies that are going to cause a hell of a lot of problems because, you know, in Europe, in some countries, if you are caught using those inks, you can you get prison sentence, you get fines, the lot like so. Um, yeah, I don't think they're the big bad wolf. No, I don't. Th I don't think they're. I don't think they're the big bad wolf at all. I just worry that they they do have the potential to to become that. I, I think it's unlikely that they will. I'd like to see things a little bit more transparent about who actually owns the company and who's actually voting for stuff because like, I get the vibe of the you know the record industry when you think you're signing to fucking some indie and you're actually signing to a fucking massive corporate label and you're like this is bullshit I don't want this from my from you know my understanding mean? right a lot of from from one side of it a lot of these companies they they're allowed to act independently. If them acting independently ever goes against the wishes of the corporate, they will no longer act independently. Oh, no, yeah. No, there's certain things, like everything's like in, in, in line with each other. But what I'm saying is like, you know, if you've got issues with a company, you go to the company managing director kind of thing. Like, uh, all I'm saying is one of the companies that I do with a lot um, of, Really great, like. Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, we talk about this when we're not recording a lot, and you know, my, that would be my overview of it is that you know, for the most part, um, the, the companies are absolutely great to deal with, and the people in the companies are great, and that's why I want to be very clear that the the it's the corporate entity that worries me, not the companies or the people that are in it. That that you know, because they, they still love tattooing and they still want to do that. But what worries me is that if that corporate entity is ever out of step with the um with the industry itself then the corporation will win over the company so we just got to keep an eye on it and see how it goes but i don't think it's bad i don't think it's bad short term or no. long term actually i think we're i think we're all right but i do think we'd have to keep an eye on it and keep them honest you know what i mean just kind of make sure and that's what we're here for you've got me you've fucking got my fucking eye on you just behave yourselves that is what we are here for that's what we're here for <laughs> and with that uh, that's uh, Tattoo Incorporated. It's not all bad. It's not all good. It's just one of them things. Just fucking tattooing. Don't really matter, does it? It'll be all right. We'll all just carry on scribbling. No, no one cares. <laughs> and this has been That Tattoo Show, and I've been Paul. Uh, and I've been Chris. And uh, we'll see you next week. Thank you. Take care, guys. Peace.